Hi, pals. Quick note before the episode proper. A few weeks from now, we'll be releasing an episode on Being Mr. Wickham, a one-man show performed and co-written by Adrian Lucas, the actor who plays George Wickham in BBC AEPP Nemesis. We're telling you about it now because it's a live-streamed live event. So if you want to watch, you'll need to get a ticket and watch live because it's live. It's all live. There are performances on Friday, April 30, and Saturday, May 1. Um, I think some of them are 7.30 p.m. BST, which is like one in the afternoon. I don't know. Go on the internet. You can find it. That's at theaterroyal.org. That's theater with an R-E and royal, like we're a country with human mascots and sensible suits. Theaterroyal.org for more information. As a bonus, each of those performances is followed by a live Q&A with Adrian Lucas, which is, of course, super duper cool. We will be watching and hope you'll join us. Now enjoy whatever the hell we're talking about next. Um, So we're we're talking about Wishbone. What's the story, Wishbone? What's the story? Wait, What's hold on. Story? Oh, yeah. To a real one, Soccer the Dog. Man, I've been looking forward to this one for weeks. Even though I've never watched an episode of Wishbone in my life, I knew what it was. I'm thrilled. It lived up to expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. Uh, and it's, it's sort of from all aspects. Like I had a really good time watching it in this context, but I also think it's a pretty great piece of children's television. And like, it's also a good adaptation. And there were also some performances that are like baffling, but in a good way. And like, it all comes together and it's just great. And, and it started off this morning. I woke up and I was so excited. So I was singing the theme song. (laughs) Right. Just like walking around and around my apartment by myself. Tom's just laughing at me. Uh, and every time I get to the end, what comes into my head is not come on, wishbone, which is how it ends. But come on, wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sauce in Austin, a Podlander Drunkcast podcast. I'm uh, Allison. I'm Julie. And that's Janine. Hey. Uh. And this is volume one in Bible Prejudice, chapter <laughs> Um, yeah, seven. This, it's a long book we're, re- we're is making. Is it? Chapter. <laughs> um, seven. Wishbone. I was wrong, by the way. It is not the pilot episode. It says it's the pilot episode in the little YouTube description of that yeah. video, but I should have checked. Uh, it's not, but it was in season one um, of two seasons. Uh, and it's called First Impressions with a U. <laughs> Which was the original title of Pride and Prejudice before she changed it for the publisher. It it's funny that she would have misspelled it. <laughs> yeah, Just kidding. And that's where it's the crazy thing is in that first draft of Pride and Prejudice, they first. are actually all dogs. That's yeah. the weird. That's the thing. Oh, my God. No, that's it. What dog is which character? What dog breed? Jane Bennett, Afghan. Okay. With the long hair, very well, aquiline, very pretty. Mi- Mr. Bingley, of course, is a uh, golden retriever. Yes, we've yes, already established yes, yes. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like Mr. Darcy is maybe a black lab. Mm. Like, Labs are kind of dumb, though. Yeah, well, are they? Because I had a lab growing up that was super smart, but maybe Well, you was know just... what? We, did, we had a lab mix, too, that was super smart, too. So you're okay. right. Maybe I'm just thinking about the golden retrievers and labs at the same what would Lizzie be? Well, it always comes down to what about Mary, doesn't it? Yeah. I think I would make something Mary, about her. Something about her. 
I'd make her a... Oh, I don't know. Kind of sad looking. Like, what's a dog that's always kind of sad looking? English what about, bulldog. Um, with An the Eng- long ears, like Lady in the Tramp. Oh, uh, Basset Hound? Basset Hound, yes. Yeah. Yes. I was also thinking, um, like, a particularly fearful greyhound. Because mm-hmm. they're so prim, and then they shake all the time. Mm-hmm. Like the chihuahua. Like a, like a whippet. Oh, a like whippet. A whippet. Yeah. Like whip it. I don't know. I think, I think Basset Hound is still maybe the right call. I like Basset Hound. Boom. Yeah. Like she's definitely an evil. Boom. <laughs> it does, it does, it's, it's the vibe of just like, what do you want? Here I am. Bleh. And uh, would any of these characters be a Jack Russell Terrier? That's the important thing. I feel like Mr. Darcy worked pretty well as a Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> that was so funny. I, I love that I called it immediately. I was like, like a wishbone's going to be Darcy. Come on, Wishbone! Come on, Wishbone! (laughs) Oh, hey, I still haven't watched uh, the end of last this week's episode of Drag Race, so don't spoil it for me. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, Come on, Wishbone! Please. All right. Hashtag Drag Race do a Wishbone Challenge Challenge. Mm -hmm. Like, please. Next season, RuPaul's Drag Race, you have to bring together a literary adaptation with a dog. I would love that because they could bring in all the Hollywood trained performing dogs and they could work with them on doing tricks for their dances. Hey, ah! Speaking of trained Hollywood dogs, I have Soccer imp- the dog. I know. Okay, Amazing. Respect. But should I Google Soccer the dog? No, because Soccer the dog has lived a life and we We know that pers- Soccer, yeah, is no longer with us. Yeah, that's a, that'd be an old dog. Yeah. Yeah, that was in the nine. What was ninety five, ninety seven to ninety seven? He's dead, you insensitive prick. Soccer is dead. <laughs> He's on a ranch. He went to a ranch. You know, He's on a farm, y'all. Yeah. True story. I have known who hasn't right. Like the cliche of the dog went to live at the farm with relatives for as long as I can remember. Right. Like I, I did basically nothing but read as a kid. So I just, and it's in everything. And so I knew that trope, even as a child. And it wasn't until I was having a conversation with somebody in Chicago. So after 2009, so I was in my late 20s at the youngest, um, having a conversation with somebody about childhood pets. And they asked me if I ever had a dog. And I was like, well, my grandparents had dogs and they stayed with us a lot of the time. So they felt like our dogs. But I only ever had a dog that was mine once. Her name was Rocky, and she was a gift from my Aunt Sue, who is my favorite aunt, who uh, didn't ask permission first. (laughs) Aunt Sue. And she was a puppy. Oh. Um, So we had a puppy, and she was a puppy, and she got big and fast and playful and was a puppy. And we had these neighbors who lived next door who were, were total buttholes. And Rocky nipped one of the kids. Did like was obviously playing, didn't break the skin, but still, dog, scary. I get it. Uh, and then my dad took her to a farm upstate. Oh, did he? <sighs> and I said it out loud. I think maybe it was Matt Test I was talking to, because in my face, in my head, it's his face. And just the look on her face was like, Did you, did you hear what you just said? Shit. And I went, She, she didn't go to a farm upstate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was an actual adult. I was in, I was definitely in my 20s. And knowing that, I believed it for decades. Rocky's dead. She's dead, you insensitive pricks. I love that we can have memories like that that are just filed away. And then the moment we bring it up, we're like, ooh, that was in the wrong cabinet. I've had a lot of those. <laughs> um, I have a question. Yes. So Soccer the Dog, obvious star. Please. Yes. Amazing. Star. Great trained dog. Really kind of emotive face, too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Perfect that amount of tail wagging. Like, yes. Perfect. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. Eddie. From Frasier. Not the same Jack Russell Terrier, right? Because he's a little scruffier. But he too, Jack Russell Terriers are amazing. But I think I said this in the cast, they scare me because they're too smart. They're very smart. Those are the type of dogs that you have to like, you have to keep their brains engaged or they they will like get really possessive and get really angry and like they will attack you. (laughs) Well, I mean, Wishbone was ready to go from the beginning. He was all 10 toes down about to attack Dimitri or whatever that kid's name was. He was ready to go. Yeah. Guys, Wishbone. Sorry, 40 toes down, whatever. Soccer the dog. Soccer the dog uh, is his only credits besides... Wishbone and Wishbone's Dog Days of the West, a TV movie. <gasps> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Someday mm-hmm. for movie night. We'll project it on the side oh. of Scotty's house. Oh, oh perfect choice. Uh, is a video game called Mugen, M-U-G-E-N. That's it. That was all of Wishbone's acting. Oh, But Wishbone self- did enough. Also played himself in Newton's Apple, a pet special. And yes, it did enough. He was one of over 100 dogs that auditioned for the role and was picked for being the most expressive. Yeah, his face, really, his little dog, I don't know how they train a dog to do that, but like it really looked like he was listening. Yeah. Yeah. Like really hard, and he would react when people would say things to him. But like an incredibly smart dog. Yeah. Also good voice casting, because that Mm -hmm. dog spoke perfect English. Yeah. No, seriously, actually good voice casting. The voice that they pair with Wishbone. What was, like the, it just what was the modern day thing that they threw in that made me laugh so hard when he was like, uh, my bad. Or something like that. <laughs> it was, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> just imagine how much faster Pride and Prejudice would have come to an end if Darcy had just gone, oh boy. Lizzie <laughs> would have gone, what? Pa- pardon? What? Like, That's the most like a person I've ever heard you sound. You'd say, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as the adaptation goes, we've got the story of Pride and Prejudice, and then we've got the tw- tween drama that's happening to Dave- David, which I presume is how it happens in every Wishbone episode, right? So it's like half the book and half what's happening with David. If well, da- it, is David well, is his friend? What's the there's the three of them. It's okay. It's David and Sam is the girl, and what is our our is gentleman f- of the bad haircut? What is his name? I don't. I didn't catch um, it because they they kept saying Sam and Freddy? David's name so much. I was like, I don't know who this kid. What this kid is? Wishbone's owner. But it goes, does it always focus on Wishbone's owner or does it focus on the other kids too? Mo- you know, it's, it's I don't him remember. And then their relationship. And it's, I think they sometimes Joe. throw in other friend groups. Joe. Joe, Joe Talbot. Yeah. So but Joe's it, the main, the kid that he's Wishbone's owner. Yeah. And okay. the mom is there a lot too. So it's usually okay. around those four people. What about dad? Ooh. 
No dad. Doc, huh? yeah, that was the dad's that was, dad. You insensitive. Oh. Bra- <laughs> he went Come to a on, ranch. Wishbone. Oh, hey, you know what, Larry Brantley? He is still working. Is that Joe? Uh, no, that's Wishbone's voice. Oh. Oh, good. It looks like all voice acting. Good for him. Long, busy career. Good well, job, mean, buddy. He had a really good delivery. Of oh, and this boys. was his start. This is where it all started. Oh, no Larry shit. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, good he deserves you, it because that's an iconic character that he brought to life for millions of children. Yeah. Totally. Blues Clues, please. Yeah, fuck off. Give me Wishbone. Wishbone for life. Wishbone for life. So, for life. the, uh, You've all you've got what's going on with the kids in modern day, and then you've got Wishbone going back to the book. That's I think the setup, that's right. Yeah, I think that that is the setup. I don't know about the TV movie, mm-hmm. Dog Days of the West. Uh, <laughs> it was just really interesting to me that they were able to make a link between modern day concerns for you know girls and boys and whatever to people socializing and link it back to. Pride and Prejudice, so that was great. I will say that the adaptation of the actual book was a little light. Like, <laughs> it was very much like it's about rumors. Like, yeah, don't rumors. pay attention to this pedophile. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> it is. First of all, it's a long book. Something's got to go. You're right. You're I right. think it's very efficient because first of all, they're not going to have Lydia run away with Wickham, and we still get a little glimpse of of Lydia being like, "You've had him long enough, Lizzie." Mm-hmm. I've got to ruin everything for you. Pardon. I love they I love they were put, able to put Mary in there too without one line. They were able to just <laughs> yep. throw her in there. So good. Yep. The brand, as we said on the crowdcast, the brand is strong. <laughs> so Mary good. Mary comes on screen and you know exactly who she is. Any Pride and Prejudice adaptation, you can clock her from a mile away. Yep. So my question is this: as people who watched more Wishbone. First of all, did Wishbone, Allison, I know you were an avid reader before you started watching Wishbone, but like Aaron, did Wishbone ever like create an interest in a certain author or story or anything? No, because I, I really viewed it as like I was a consumer of television like that. I was okay. latch, latchkey kid and that's how I spent my time. And so, so TV show only. Yeah. So I, but I viewed it as a way to like learn about those books and like mm-hmm. say, oh, well now I know about that book and therefore I don't have to read it. <laughs> oh, 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 no, <laughs> oh, no, Ooh, wishbone. That, no. that backfired, wishbone. Yeah, wishbone sorry. just took a big turd on the carpet. <laughs> uh, I uh, am sure, I mean, I, somebody would be like, here's a book, let me describe it to you. And I would go, I want to read it. And then I would mm-hmm. read it. Like, I just read everything. Um, so I'm sure that I read things as a result of watching them on wishbone, but I have no specific memory of it. So it would be interesting to me to like learn about how Wishbone adapted different books and what they leave out. Mm. Like obviously in Pride and Prejudice, the story of Wickham is not really main and they didn't need it for the dance like parallel or whatever. So they took it out and I get that, but it would be interesting to see which stories were chosen and how they were adapted for, you know, 12 year olds or 10 year olds or whoever was watching Wishbone. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Thinking about it, when I look back to my childhood and my PBS shows that made that were all about reading and literature awareness and stuff like that, I had like um, reading Rainbow, but that was very specifically children's books. Like they weren't yes. talking about literature or older stories or novels. So that I really find that kind of awesome. And um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like really trying, trying a lot. Like, come on, you guys, I can't think of the word. 
Uh, not aggressive. Um, ambitious. Thank you. Ambitious. Mm-hmm. To get kids, like, imagine you come home from school one day, latchkey kid, let yourself out in, no parents, turn on that PBS, <laughs> get yourself a bowl of <laughs> Cap'n Crunch peanut butter crunch, uh-huh, and sit down in front of the television and watch Wishbone, and all of a sudden it's talking about a book a woman wrote in the 1780s? Like, how did they think they were going to... I guess I'm saying it's really cool that they latch it with the kid's life. Yeah. You know? they and really, I think they, pretty effectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Of all the threads you could pull out of the book, that is probably the best one to tie to everyday life of a junior adolescent. High yeah. yeah. Um, and then they also, because they keep the scale so small, I think managed to make it relatively engaging to three adults. I wanted to know where the rumors were coming from. Yeah. They were having, Joe was having a bad day and nobody yeah. was petting Wishbone's tummy. Never. Ugh. What Criminal. 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 Um, what I also liked is that they were able to talk. They they did loop in the classism and the classist mm-hmm. uh, concepts inside of it too, because Joe's family apparently doesn't have a lot of money, like or like she the mom. That's kind of how the mom was framing not getting those new shoes, and that was something that obviously Wickham elucidated on uh, because now I'm too extravagant I'm, and now I'm poor. I'm poor. <laughs> poor. I'm poor. Oh God. That of all of the conversations <laughs> where I was like, well. I'm not sure anybody could have made that work, even you, Wishbone. It was, it, it, honestly, it's very true to the spirit of the book in that Lizzie's like, hello. And he's like, can I talk to you about how Mr. Darcy wronged me? <laughs> right? Which is what happens in sort of the Regency world, and Wickham is more, is better at being manipulative than that. But that really is the whole point when she's so ashamed of herself is she realizes how the impropriety of Wickham's telling all of that to a stranger is the actual line when after she reads Darcy's letter. Um, and it, in that context, you're like, wow, girl, you were digmatized. Like, mm-hmm. how that's just that's that's a line. I could smell that a mile away. It's his move. It's yeah. his move. Like we see him make it over and over again. I'm so. poor. I'm poor. Poor and handsome. Me. You know, for a Wickham actor, that guy, you know, small part, really made it work. Oh, really. he really did. <laughs> just no, like... I know we, we brought it up earlier, but let's just dive right into it right now. Nobody yeah. made it work as much as the woman who played Caroline Bingley. Once she again, was so fucking good. We, <laughs> so good. We found out her name, which Allison is looking up right now, I think. And she was also the choreographer who had to do all the line dances and parlor dances for the episode. And that's really cool, too. Presumably, she did not teach Wishbone to dance, but you never know. I right, don't know. It's not Frankenbone. Uh, one thousand and one tales. The cane. The Paulined paper. Hold on. Oh gosh, this is just a wealth of amazing. Oh my god, the still poems. for this in IMDb is is Wishbone sitting on the piano while Lizzie's playing. That was perfect. That was the only like uh, only moment where I was like, I think Wishbone's a little uncomfortable on that piano. He looks adorable, but I think he's uncomfortable. He's like, I'm too high off the ground. <laughs> well, but like, that's true to Darcy. That was just acting. That's just because he's tr- method. Oh, you know what? Right. Good point. Yeah, I read too much into that. He's a very good actor. He's a very good actor. Okay, Jean Simpson. <laughs> that's right. She an was actress, incredible. dancer, choreographer, teacher, and fitness blogger. She, I'm obsessed with her. 
she worked on Wishbone for forever, which must have been such a fun job. You guys, yeah. I worked in children's theater, traveling children's theater for several years, and it was the best job I will ever have. And just imagining like how fun it would be to put on period costumes and act opposite a hilarious and very cute Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> With the purpose and like adult themes, with the purpose of bringing it down to children and helping them understand mm-hmm. these things. I love I like, it. Yeah, so good. It must have been just the best job. Totally. She's very obviously having a really good time. Like, so a props really to good her. Time. Fucking great job. So it, it, since it's split between the kids and the plot of the novel, does it make sense to finish out talking about the plot of the novel and then talk about the kids? Because I've got so much to talk about, about yeah, the clothes and about totally. everything. Well, we <laughs> are also, because as previously agreed, because we identified in advance that we were just not going to have enough time to cover first impressions with you in the course of <laughs> one episode. You're right. I think maybe we should save the kids for next time. Like, let's yeah. talk about the Pride and Prejudice right. piece. Okay. We'll talk about the costumes. We'll talk about the the adaptations more. We'll talk about the performances. And we'll save the kids and our overall thoughts for next time. Okay. Um, okay. However, Perfect. there is something really important that I need to tell you, which is that um, one of the other par- roles that Gene Simpson is best known for is... I'm just trying to confirm whether or not she's also Greg Pekaitis' mother. Uh, Diane, one of the always constantly aggrieved mothers of Pawnee in Parks and Recreation. So she's the one who's always standing up at the meetings and being like, I have a problem. I've got (laughs) this in my front yard. That children are, yeah, there's asbestos in the water. Like whatever it is that she's saying. Yep, that's her. That's Gene Simpson. has continued to be a fucking champ. Good. (laughs) That's that's what I wanted for my career. That's all I wanted was to have one line every month on Parks and Rec and maybe do Wishbone. Like, why couldn't I do that? Why didn't that happen for me? also had a four episode, four episodes of Mad Men. (gasps) Marilyn Farrelly. I do not remember... This is a fun rabbit hole. I like this. No, I love her. I'm obsessed. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to figure out who she is. Marilyn Fairley. Is there gonna be a picture? No. Regardless, good job, Gene Simpson. The it's thing, the fucking dream. She's so good, and because you're, she's thinking about who the audience is, right? Actually, a lot like the guy who played Wickham, where he was like, "What mm-hmm. do they need to know about this character when no one has any lines?" This like treasure of literature. What can I do to level up? I know I'm just gonna go for it. And the way she eats food and drinks things is so funny. And then there's that moment when Bingley is sketching Jane, and she just like does a backbend for no reason. Inverts, no to, reason. To like, oh, I think it's because then her face was in front of Mr. Darcy, played by Wishbone. <laughs> Have we mentioned this yet? Those of you who didn't watch, have we mentioned that Wishbone played Mr. Darcy? Mm-hmm. Also, she was, because she always had a feather on her head. So, like, a lot of her movement, like that when she bowed to Miss Bennett and made oh her sneeze. Oh, my God, that bow! The bow she was when like, they showed boom. up at Netherfield. <laughs> and, like, flower or feather up into her hair. Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. So good. She was definitely the best human, like, 
portrayal on the show. Oh, yeah. Because it just stood out. She yeah, just I mean, the out. obvious MVP is Soccer the Dog, but she is uh, yeah. second. Well, Soccer the Dog and his trainer, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, which maybe I'll try to figure out their name as well. But yeah, then Gene Simpson. Oh, gosh. Sign Thank me you, up. Simpson. Simpson mob. We'll ha- no, that that won't work. We'll come up with a hashtag for the next episode, and we'll do a Fitz mob for Gene Simpson of some kind. It reminds me of when I was at Bada, the British actors who just are, like, working. Yeah. Like, they'll do a commercial, or they'll have one episode on a weekly sitcom, and then they'll have, like, four episodes in a drama, and then they'll do another commercial, and then they'll do a voiceover. So she, like, is actually living the kind of actor's life that I wanted, because not only is she good at what she does but she doesn't care about being famous she just goes in and does her work and is good at it it's fucking awesome thank you jean thank you i hope you hear this i want her to hear this podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh she did a lot of wishbone too Mm -hmm. they had that most of that cast was recurring yeah i mean it, it makes sense they're like a troop that yeah. are doing children's shows. Well, and learning how to work with the dog and then like mm-hmm. factor that into all your performances and how, like what they need to respond to you. That's probably mm-hmm. a big part of that too. Do we have anything else to say about the adaptation as far as the actors go? Because I'm ready to move into costumes whenever y'all are ready. Yes, but hold on. I was wrong. She is not the lady who stands up at the meetings in Parks and Rec. Okay. She's the put upon nurse. <laughs> She's the other person. Um, that that works with Anne. She's the other nurse that works with Anne and is constantly put upon. Okay. But she's also very good in that role. That's now also a good role, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once again, same role, same idea. Like, I just show up once every three months. I have two scenes in an episode, and I'm gone. Yeah. Fucking yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Bennett was also pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. The one line that they, I don't think they changed too much was that. They didn't. Um, that was like directly when uh, Darcy and Bingley left and they got the news and Miss Bennett was like, well, hopefully you die of a broken heart. That'll show him. <laughs> if you're going like, to keep oh, one Mrs. Bennett line. That's, that's the one. The one. Jeez. That's the one. <laughs> because it does everything to reveal her character to you. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Let's talk about those costumes. So they, it reminded me of the Greer Garson and uh, Laurence Olivier adaptation in that the costumes were historically inaccurate. Oh, yeah. They were much later. The fashions that they were wearing in the Wishbone adaptation were probably Civil War era or 1800s. You could tell because they were bigger and floofier, bigger skirts. And so has some cleavage to it, too, in, in a different fashion. We understand that it's PBS, and so they can't be spending buku Dolores on this. And probably, based on the model of Wishbone, I would presume that they probably have more source material that those costumes would work for. Like, they're, they're not going to be doing a lot of books from the 1700s. They're going to be doing a lot more from the 1800s. So I get it. But I was just a little bit like, mm, these are wrong. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the men were actually... Men were okay. And some of the ball gowns were closer. It was the day dresses. Mm-hmm. Like, Miss Bingley, actually, those were pretty close. Not mm-hmm. exact, but pretty close. But the first dresses that we saw Jane, who was also, like, 10 years older than Bingley, um, that we mm-hmm. saw Jane and Lizzie and I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, those are wrong. Nope. 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 But I will say that 
fucking Wishbones Darcy costume for life. On point. So cute. I wish I had a, uh, a coat that fit that good. He just it so really good. did. And it's the little <laughs> rough collar. Like they, w- they must spend a lot of time figuring out the costumes for that dog. He had little shoulder pads as well. I love like it. He just, he like, well, <sighs> you know what they say, you know, a gentleman by his tailoring. So, <laughs> Oh, well done. <laughs> Come on, wishbone. Come on, wishbone. <laughs> I am so delighted that we watched this today. What and a great- I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's because it's spring and it's finally started to be nice outside and maybe because I've had my first shot and I'm getting my second shot next week or like what it is, but I just feel better about life. And Wishbone is like the perfect thing to watch right now. <laughs> it's yeah. it, it, I sort of want to watch another one. Um, who knows? Maybe there's a Sense and Sensibility one. I'll have to look. There might Wouldn't be. Wouldn't that be great? Come yes. on, Wishbone! If, come on, Wishbone! If there is another Jane Austen one, we have to do it. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we are being completist about this. We are. Like, if there if there is a if there's a Hallmark <laughs> commercial out there, just a commercial, like for the greeting cards, not the movie channel. Yeah. That's based on Pride and Prejudice. We are watching it. I mean, the fact that we went this down deep down the hole and went to Wishbone. We're I'm sorry. Really... We're not that deep down the hole. This is Wishbone. It's a classic. That's yeah. true. Cla- How dare. Top tier. Top That's come fair. On. That's come fair. On. That was that was pretty, um, uh, I can't think of a, a dog pun. Sorry. You know, of the Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> Pride and Prejudice that we have left, the most anticipated is the Cure Nightly one. Cause yeah. It's that, I mean, for a lot of people, that's their PP. Um, mm. After that, probably Bride and Prejudice, which people oh, ask yeah. for a lot, which I'm stoked about. I yeah. am uh, so excited about But that. after that, Wishbone. Yes. I think, that's, I think that's a fair scale. Wishbone. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Story, Wishbone. Well, that also intimates what I know to be true that is that my PP is number one forever and always. And nobody can fucking touch that. Like A and E, BBC, PP, Nemesis. Number one. <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen them all. For all you know, you're gonna love Joe Wright's. But come on, it has I mean, a lot. Of, it has a very good Darcy and is, a very good Lydia. Can he top Wishbone? I mean, did you want to fuck Wishbone? Oh no! Okay, and actually, that brings up a very interesting point. So I have to assume that throughout the run run of Wishbone, he probably played a romantic partner like he did in this one many times. Like, how do they? It's cu- it's cute, but it's also a little like this is how furries are made. <laughs> yeah, you know, we bit. we might have to make next week's episode the kid story plus just wishbone, and we can just talk about wishbone. I'll do some wishbone research. Maybe we can each pick an episode of wishbone to watch on our own, and we can sure. talk about it because I just feel like we haven't delved deep enough with wishbone. There's a lot to talk about there. I mean, you really got to dig. Yeah. You really got to dig. Miss Bennett, I've never told anyone this, but I like digging in the dirt. (laughs) So cute. Oh, when he bowed. Oh, Oh, yeah. The dance when he would do. Oh, my God. Oh, wishbone. Legendary. Icon, icon. Wait, should we make a TikTok with wishbone dancing to WAP? Yes, clearly. No, no, because then that's the do you want to fuck wishbone question. Like, do we want to keep like facing that head on? Or are we just going <laughs> to elide right past it just like the show does? Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, yep. I think. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, but I do think I do think that a hot Darcy is a requirement of any good PP. And this is a charismatic Darcy. Yes. But a very charismatic Darcy. Also, I have a question about Soccer the dog, just yes. briefly. We note that he has a little eyebrow over his left eye. Mm-hmm. It looks like makeup, but is that really just his face? I think it probably. I don't know. I mean, it feel it seems like makeup would be a hard thing to, to get c- on a dog. I mean, right? he's he's on a he, there's a photo where it looks like he has the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, uh, I can't believe that I didn't mention this already, but. Um, while I was doing my wishbone IMDb searching while recording the episode just now, um, I saw a story from July 15, 2020, uh, which I missed back then. Uh, I wonder why, because it's not like there what was, was going on. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing was going on in July, 2020. Um, here it's, I'm quoting, I'm quoting deadline here. Uh-oh. No, sorry. Den of geek. I'm quoting den of geek reporting on deadline. <clears throat> literature's goodest boy is coming back. Deadline reports that Universal and Mattel are developing a live-action film based on the 90s PBS series Wishbone. Uh, Os- what? Ugh, although it's about to go downhill. Oscar-winning Green Book producer Peter Farrell is shepherding nope. the project. Uh, Roy Parker will write the screenplay. Good luck finding a Wishbone. Yeah. Because so, I'm sorry. It, 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 once again, it's like Colin Firth to me. I mean, your first Darcy's your best. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody's going to talk Wishbone. I mean, and plus, it's just like, you know, how do you find the address of that ranch? You know, like, he's, ah! <laughs> it was probably in the phone book. They don't keep records that long. I don't know. Come on, Wishbone. <laughs> I have some bad news for you, Shanine. What, what, Julie? The ranch. It's not real. Oh. Yeah. Somebody lied to you. They didn't want they didn't want you to have hurt feeling yeah. about soccer the dog no longer being with us. Yeah. Well I'm sorry. R.I.P. Soccer that, the dog. R.I.P. motherfucker. To a real one. That dog. To a real one. To him. Incredible. Just really. I mean, like, really. It, but God it is damn. I'm in a weird enough place mentally where it is actually bumming me out that soccer the dog is dead. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm really I'm really I love that dog. And I, this whole, whole time, I haven't known. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Soccer the Dog lived life. Yeah. Think about you all those all those people who played fun. with him. He yeah. danced. He frolicked. He confronted bullies. He got tummy rubs. He had a human voice emerge from his body without his mouth moving. <laughs> he <laughs> lived his life. A full life. Mm-hmm. And was literature's goodest boy. <laughs> I do goodest boy since we're still kind of ramping down on the adaptation part because I know we're going to talk about the kids in the second episode I have to admit that I'm a little bit bummed they didn't have a Lady Catherine scene yeah that'd be a lot to add especially because they could have just hired a cat Lady Cat (gasps) oh Oh, what if the like antagonist was always a cat for Wishbone oh But you can't, like, how do you film a cat? Okay, listeners, I'm about to tell you something that's a deep cut in mine and Allison's relationship, and I don't want to hear, like, why haven't you made this yet? Because we're never going to be able to. Allison and I used to have this fantasy that we were going to create 
Kid, kid Shakespeare. Kitten theater. Kitten theater. Kitten theater. Kitten theater. Because we and also talked we, about doing Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. You're right. And what we were going to do was dress up ours and our friends' cats as, like, very iconic characters and just record them being at leisure wearing whatever we had or, like, make a little backdrop for them and then add the voiceover to it and do scenes from, like... <laughs> Hamlet or <laughs> Canada Hudson Room or like whatever. Much ado about nothing. Remember, fucking Brutus was going to be Stanley Kowalski. Yes. 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 <laughs> that was our friend Jeffrey and Josh's cat, Brutus, a big gray boy. But like, we were going to do that. Yeah. And just think about how hard it would be to get a cat to do. It would be hilarious, though. I mean, well, like, I could have made be- exactly one. And it's that for five minutes, two years ago, I could have made Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the that's where my head goes next. Is like, how are we going to get them to keep those costumes? I on? mean, it seems like Jasper would probably be pretty cool. Plus, think about Jasper. Jasper would be. He's going to have mm-hmm. like, coming out of his cravat. He he would. Uh, Jasper could be the next soccer. He could be. Could be. He's he is soccer a, for cats. He's very photogenic. He is a and he's a well-adjusted cat. Like. Give him a little time, give him little treats, give him a little uh, laser play time. He, he, he'll do anything. I think we could get Mo in on this mix, too, because he is very treat-focused. And so we could, like, put a And he's worn bow ties and shit before. We could get him into a death of, the sal- death of a salesman. <laughs> totally. We would just have to... The only way we could involve Nancy is if we were like, we're doing Oklahoma, and we do all of Oklahoma, and then we get to the Dream Ballet. <gasps> And then I give her a bunch of catnip, and I just do the ribbon, and she goes, wow, and flies all over the place. She could okay, do the but, dream ballet from Oklahoma. Uh, please enjoy this tangent, because we're not doing this. Yeah, this isn't We're never happen. doing this. So no, please no, no. don't ask. Mm-mm. Like, someday we are going to do the Yule Log thing. We are. Yeah, someday. someday we are. This, yeah. no. Just no. in our heads. Although it does make me laugh really hard. <laughs> it's really good. But I mean, we're no soccer the dogs trainer. No, we're not. No. And also, wow. I have to admit, we could never do Streetcar Named Desire because not only has Brutus moved to the farm upstate, but so has Sophie, our original and only Blanche Dubois. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. I thought Sophie died. Oh my god! No, Allison. <laughs> she went to a farm. She went to a farm with that can handle the I fact that she. I love Sophie so much, but I just it just felt like the right joke to me. She went to a farm. She did go to a farm. Yeah. There, where no one cares that she yells at everyone. <laughs> hey, hey, you! It's a farm for deaf cats. None of them can hear each other. <laughs> they just go. <laughs> I just go all the time. Oh, I missed that bit. Oh, all right, all right. Sorry. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, so we what, talked about the costumes. We talked about Jean Simpson, the goat. <laughs> Again, we're gonna do some sort of. I'll see if she's on Twitter, and if she is, we will do a fist so, mob. In a way, we've kind of done the hand flex moment because we've talked about how uh, soccer might have inspired furries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was that moment when she reached out her hand and he put his paw in there. Like, that we was, could get to know each other. Uh, paw. That was, well, I Julie, mean, he was also aiming, like, specifically for your sweet spot when he was like, Miss Bennett, I've never told anyone this, but I'd like to dig around in the dirt. Because then he got dirt on his face. Yes. And that's, that's, that's your thing. <laughs> Furry maid. Yeah. No, I don't want a bone wishbone. 
I don't want a wishbone. I don't wish to bone wishbone. <laughs> Were there any, what was the Aspen factor on this one? Shadiness? Yeah. I mean, that back, but I, Miss Bingley threw some serious yeah, shade. Forever. It was, it, they only gave it to her. Yeah. She was so good at that. Mm-hmm. She was so good. Yeah. She was great. Gosh. Although there was that Mrs. Bennett line too. Yeah, but like I think that was I, that Mrs. Bennett was given a great opportunity. Mrs. Bingley fucking made the shade. Yeah, she, <laughs> she like yeah. made that yeah. shade. And yeah. also, is that line of Mrs. Bennett's truly shade, or is it a bright spotlight because it reveals what a fucking crazy person she is? Like, I don't know. Mm. It's shady, but it's not shade. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a little slim. Oh no! No! <laughs> no! Not on this day of wishbone. <laughs> not on wishbones day. Do you make that terrible fucking? Oh, Should Lord. I go? I'll just go. I'll just go. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm Bye, just gonna mute my. No, no, <laughs> no, no! Don't you dare! This is that would be disrespectful to wishbones memory. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Soccer the dog's memory. Wishbone is forever. Yes, wishbone yes. character for life. Uh, totally. Soccer the dog, just an iteration. You know, I, I feel like we don't talk enough about Soccer the dog. When people talk about the great dogs of TV, they talk about your Eddies, your Lassies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your nobody. Your Tins. Your Rins yeah. and Tins and Tins. Nobody's bringing up soccer. Fucking get soccer in this mix. I, yeah, I need, I definitely need more soccer coverage. Is this a bracket? No. They're oh all good boys. They are all good boys, and they it all would be win, a, The bracket would be a straight line. We could pit them against each other, because that's what we do. God. No, they're all good boys. Yes, of course, but some boys are gooder than others. No, not in this circumstance. Yeah, Champ, Champ has that to say. Some boys are gooder than others. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. I feel bad for Major. What are you talking about? Yeah. The Biden's dogs. Oh, yeah. What? He bit Major, somebody, or he nipped yeah, someone again. He's done it twice. Major yeah. is having a little bit of adjustment problems, and like the press doesn't understand how to talk about a dog without being a dick, and Major has nipped at a couple of people, so oh. they've had to send him home. And it's sad, but it's also like he's a fucking dog who's all of a sudden his life has completely changed. Yeah, no shit. And, and so calm down. And he's uh, not that this makes it better, but like mostly he's nipped at uh, Secret Service. I'm under the impression, right? I just think it's probably somebody who got too close to him or yeah. treated him in a way that he wasn't familiar with, and so he was scared. Yeah, and it's just like leave Major out of your mouth. Yeah, it's okay if he has to go home for a while. I and just want to. I just want to clarify. He did go home. And not, not to, to a to a farm upstate. <laughs> he went home. He no, went home. he went yes. to Delaware. Okay, specifically like, Delaware. Not a metaphorical Delaware. No. An no. actual Delaware. He came back yes. from Delaware. Let's say it that way. He did yes. come back from Delaware, and will come back from Delaware. Yes, he he went to Delaware once for a rest and relaxation, a little R and R. Came back, had to go back to Delaware, but is still mm. let's in ju- Delaware. let's rephrase that. He got. To go back to Delaware. You're right. He didn't have to. He got to. Mm-hmm. He got mm. to. Good job, Major. Okay. Oh, of course. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us for this week. Um, yep. This 
the first of our two Wishbone episodes. <laughs> I can't believe we're making it into two episodes. But I have so much to say. I do too. About the clothes from the 90s. Julie, like, I think your shirt's on backwards and inside out. Well, I'm crisscross, so fuck off. Yeah, that was fucking, that was <laughs> actually really fashionable. why forward. you constantly were making me jump, jump. Chris Cross is gonna make you jump, jump. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Oh. Come down, wishbone. Come oh. on, wishbone. Uh, I missed the bus, wishbone. I'm sorry, Janine. You can groan as much as you want, but that joke was way better than your fucking. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I'm actually I'm groaning because I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> that just reminded me how disappointed of myself I am. Oh my god, this was a delight, so I can't wait for 90s episode, which we'll soon record. But I'm still this was great. I think we might have a Allison, I'm too. so glad you thought of it. It's yeah, it's good. this was a great idea. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. I didn't think of it. Wishbone thought of it. I'm just fall I'm just I'm this is very simple. I'm just finding every Pride and Prejudice adaptation I can. And I thought mm-hmm. we needed something a little different. So that's why mm-hmm. I presented you with those two options. Um loving I'm, it. I'm pulling up our our list of patrons here. Um, I can't believe, I cannot believe that we do actually have more to say, but we really do. And we have been talking for, uh, 45 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you guys, if we open up the gates to talk about school dance histories, I'm going to have at least 15 minutes on my own with the nineties kid shit. Okay. I yeah. know I will. Oh, okay. I mean, we're, and we all, even though we come from different ends of the 90s in our high school experience, we all have those mm-hmm. to refer to. So I'm sure we'll find some overlap. I mean, 96 was my first school and dance. I swear by the moon and the, and stars. the stars in the <laughs> night. So uh, you guys are on the uh, the later end. I'm on the earlier end, so I have I'll see your tr- you do wherever you go. I, I will be, be right. Well, we gotta here we can't sing too much of them. No, you're right. You're um, nom, 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 nom. Uh, but I think we all have uh true colors, I'm assuming. That played yes, at every classic. dance. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, but save it. We got to save it. Also, post Roxy and Michelle, a lot of time after time. Oh, so much time after time. I was in college. Yeah, but you, d- you didn't dance in college? Yeah, I did, but I didn't you go went to, to You like... were a theater student. You definitely wound up at parties where they played time after time, and somebody sure. attempted to do the Roxy, <laughs> Michelle, and Alan Cumming dance. Maybe, but I also didn't have school-sponsored dances in the cafetorium where I awkwardly grinded against people. I I organized those. I was I was class president, so I was the one who. <gasps> oh my made... god, we have so much <laughs> lid on it. Put a lid on it. We gotta save it. <laughs> Goodness gracious, the choices. Oh well, uh, as I said previously, uh, that is going to do it for us this week. Um, what a gem! Uh, like a true, a true top tier PP, I think so far. It's so far in my top five. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it's a suck it, Olivier. Like, yeah, <laughs> Olivier just got bounced. Bye. See ya. Deuces. See ya. Sorry about your bow and arrow, mm, boy. No, we don't want it. Um. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at 
PodlanderCast. You can find us on Instagram by following me at Allison Chu. I promise I am eventually going to make one for us, but who the fuck knows when that's going to be. You can follow Janine on TikTok. Yep. What's your TikTok, Janine? Uh, at Pagelman. P-A-G-E-L. Who's Pagelman? I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. To, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. It's really just me uh, showing off and hoping that someone on my dating profile sees it and goes, oh, this guy's actually really interesting. Never going to happen. Get there, friends. Peacocking. Uh, Peacocking. You can also find us on Patreon, where you can support the show, join the Slack, bonus episodes, occasional Janine's Corner content, crowdcasts, all kinds of stuff at patreon.com slash podlanderdurantcast. We want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for us to do the show, which is not cheap because we can never shut up. So our <laughs> audio files are huge. Uh, and we want to thank all of them, but especially the following folks. And my window is too small, so I would have to try to do it from memory, which is not going to work out well for any of us. Cat's Paw 156. Ooh, that's a newbie. Hello. Uh, thank you, Cat's Sand loving Sand loving to sand loving sand loving sand loving to no hold on saint loving to no sand it's it just says t dot 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 okay i'm clicking a thing why does Uh, it do that sand sand loving toes sand loving toes thank Thank you you. sand loving toe new person another new person that's great maddie perkins snazzy julia gulia kathleen martini lauren tennant kelsey kemp madison johnson emily day betsy english caitlin reddick ashley tigason Kristen freckled fury amelia bazell liz and tinkerbell stella welch chrissy shively claire feeney kayla reagan rochelle lefevre amanda heather robbins jerry hurdle Brittany holbert emily carlson amy gustafson rachel townsend steph peterson kelly mazella Chantel salters mary the Falling Statue, Tara Kino, Viv Pickles, a.k.a. Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Pulkowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Katie Kirshner, Kara Marlowe, Trish McCreary, Dr. J, Jen Lander, Drunklin, Kelly Botton, Amanda Newton, and Kiki the Wise. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for this very special episode. And all of you who are now currently grieving the loss of Soccer the Dog, I'm very sorry. But no, he lives on in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, in our awkward half yeah. boners and bone yes. thugs in harmony. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>